Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 336 of the Fret Tool Podcast. 336. We didn't even mention semi-hollow guitars once on the last podcast, and I feel... What are you talking about? I bought one! <laughs> I mean, you, you, you bought what was essentially a 339, so you're a little bit early. <laughs> Uh, but we didn't we didn't mention Gibson's kind of flagship um, semi hollow. So I feel was there a three three six or am I am I um, like just hoping and wishing for this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know of a three three six. I know the three four five, the three five five, and a three three nine. Yeah, but I don't don't know of a three three six. But that There's doesn't mean to say that they don't exist, as well, is it? isn't there? Yeah, is it, that's the Les Pauly one, isn't it? Yeah, big, big body Les. Is single that, cut is what I mean by Les Pauly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Les Paul, not Telecaster, <laughs> but kind of, kind of the Gibson Telecaster. I, I think the, I think there was one. Let's let's see, Gibson three three six. I think there is. Uh, the tangents is, have started early this week. They have CS336, get in. Cool. Get in. What does CS stand for if ES is hollow body? Uh, probably custom shop, isn't it? Oh, of course it is, yeah. There you go. So there is a 336. And this is potentially the most disjointed uh, intro that we've done to the Fret Talk podcast in a while. But you know what? It's This is how it's running this week. Uh, so welcome to episode number 336, the custom shop um, 335 of the podcast world. <laughs> and you are joined by your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, who is not going crazy. I knew that there was a 336. I knew it. Uh, and you're also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. I, I'm loving the fact that the microphone's out my way now so I can gesticulate even though we're on an audio <laughs> podcast. And it does like it doesn't matter at all if I could use my hands to speak, but I feel I feel a little bit more liberated. So it it helps me understand, if not the listener. Indeed, yeah, because I can I can gesticulate big things. I can gesticulate small things. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. I think that's probably <laughs> isn't it? To be honest. Yeah, cardboard <laughs> things. Yeah, can't, yeah, like if it's, it's about this tall, that wide. <laughs> it's beautiful, beautiful audio podcasting. This, uh, so it's episode number three thirty six of the Fretful Podcast. Of course, sponsored by Affordable.co.uk, who are the premium purveyor of. I've gone off to, off piece here. I've, <laughs> I've messed it up. <laughs> premium purveyor of budget pedals. So they are they are right up my street. They bring you pedals from Demon Effects, JSA Effects, Mosquite, Joyo, 4D, K-Lion, Movol, question mark, Movol, Movol. And as mentioned today, it was announced today, they are now uh, supplying Nux pedals as well. Yeah. I refuse to call them Nux. They are Nux. Yeah, they're Nux, obviously. <laughs> These if nux. they were New X, there'd be a space in there or a hyphen, which they haven't put, so it's Nux. I think, <laughs> I think they do that now. Not in their logo, it isn't, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, it's they're, like it's like Hot One. They're they're or, or Hotone. They're, they're not they're yeah. not hot tone. Oh yeah, not at all. They they know what they've done. <laughs> but I think New X, in their logo, they've got new 
the new bit in one font and then the X is really big. But it's still Nux. So um, yeah, you gotta separate them. You can't yeah. Yeah, so um Mr. Affordable is is now uh selling those too. There's some fantastic new X pedals, Nux pedals. Um I think I've done two or three on my channel. And I have loved them. Really good. They give like amazing bang for your buck in the the new X line. Um I've started calling them new X now. What's going on? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nux, nux, nux. Um yeah, so the the um their clan has got uh like two mo like the silver and the gold mode in it. It's switchable via the the foot switch. Just amazing. Like how like how have they managed that? Just what? <laughs> and it's like it's like forty, fifty quid pedal. Yeah. Like for that you'd expect it to switch on most of the times. <laughs> <laughs> and they've they've managed to like cram it full of technology. So yeah. hats off to those guys. Of course, um affordable.co.uk is where you find that and they are a UK company with stock ready to ship. So you don't have to wait for AliExpress to lose your shipment and then go through the whole like requesting your money back process. So there you go. You check them out. Affordable.co.uk. Yo, yo, yo. So this is, this is a podcast for this week. It's a custom shop podcast. It's not a custom shop podcast. We've got some, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some pre, like this is kind of, edge of nam news now it's not it's not definitely not pre-nam it's it's like leading into nam isn't it it's like the foreplay of nam yeah well, i think everyone at nam has decided that they don't want to all fight for the thursday friday saturday sunday news slots so they're like spreading it out over like a month yeah everyone's everyone's having a turn yeah <laughs> i mean that's a that's a turn of phrase that is that's definitely a turn of phrase um yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start with some shit news, and it's like in terms of actual news, it's pretty pretty weighty news. However, it is shit news, and you will understand why very shortly. Um, full toner back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite old angry man who shouts at clouds. And other people. He definitely <laughs> shouts at other people. Um, we're not going to go into the into the the weeds with that one. We're not going to go into the kind of um, political side of why um, people may not like false home. But generally speaking, he was known to not conduct his business in the most pleasant way especially to his customers. Yeah, like he had a bit of a reputation for blaming people for problems with his pedals, and they might not have been problems with his pedals, but sometimes they possibly were, and his his attitude seems to be, all of my pedals are always perfect, and you've just got other problems and blaming it on me. Yeah, yeah, rather than being sympathetic and trying to work with the customer to find the problems. It was a lot of pointing at the customer and going, you're so stupid, you cannot use my pedals. 
um, which some would say is bad business. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think many might say it's bad business. Yeah. Like Business class 101. Don't call your customers stupid. That's yeah. that's bad bad news. So yeah, look, the, there's a resurgence of uh, full tone. It's not uh, how it used to be. So full tone was a look individual man. Um, look, he had a te- look a team of people around him, but he was basically running the operation. Um, and his own admission that was quite a taxing. Um, thing to do and it ended up with him quote unquote getting burnt out on the industry um, I mean that that was definitely the reason why he decided to step back from it definitely <laughs> uh, don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah just just kind of sweep that under the rug uh, so he's he's now kind of he's, he's got the backing of another company Jackson Audio uh, so Brad Jackson there is a a wonderful video on YouTube kind of detailing the whole process about how they got in contact with each other and kind of hashed out some details. Uh, Mike Fuller being quite a uh, particular man about how he runs his business um, was like trepidatious and, and asked a bunch of questions and like went to look around the Jackson Audio factory and was suitably impressed. So it's basically now where Jackson Audio are going to handle the kind of the manufacturing side and the distribution side and all of the the things that were getting in the way of what Mike Fuller actually wanted to do, which was designing the pedals. Um, so win-win, like maybe. Yep. However, there's... There's a lot of pedal makers, isn't there? Like this industry is not exactly shy of a pedal maker or two. And there's there's probably quite a few out there who appreciate the customers that they've got and don't call them idiots for using <laughs> the wrong type of power. Yeah. Um so yeah. I would uh, look I don't know how to word this without coming across like a massive bell end, but I'll give it a go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would not mind seeing him struggle a little bit with this endeavor. I I think that's possibly the kindest I can be. Yeah, I I think, look, at the end of the day, he... There's a reason why people stopped buying his stuff, um, whether it's for the customer service issues or not. Um, and I think there was quite a sharp drop-off towards the end. I know um, a couple of people that are fans of his stuff that have had issues with him when having issues with the gear, and I just don't think that's on. So I like I won't be bothering with any of the new stuff as and when it comes out. And I... I can't imagine, like, unless it is specifically, like, something out there that isn't on the market that gets a big following, I think his customer base is going to be his old customers again. Yeah. And given that he's annoyed some of those, that's an ever-dwindling customer base. Yeah. 
I mean, it's obviously there's got to be some kind of um, some kind of incentive in it. Otherwise, Jackson Audio wouldn't have got on board with it. Um, there seemed to be a little bit of nostalgia, like um, Brad was saying about how, like when he was doing the kind of the the gigging circuit, he had like a few Boss pedals and a few like MXR pedals and all these. But if you really were starting to take things seriously, you'd go for a full tone. And he used to run a couple of full tone pedals in his uh, on his board. And he got like quite nostalgic about like how like he'd set up his board and and run run those full full tone pedals, which yeah. I mean it's like almost similar in the way that where JHS jumped at the chance to um, to partner with Boss to make the Angry Driver. Um, so yeah. yeah, definitely kind of a labour of love, um, but. Yeah, I think like the the guy, like Brad Jackson, seems like he knows what he's doing. He seems like a nice enough chap. I don't know much about Jackson Audio. I will be perfectly honest, but um, I'm hoping for his sake that it doesn't end up sinking his company. Yeah, I mean, the, my only experience with Jackson Audio is uh, cabs that Steve had, and the they were great cabs, like. Yeah, really good. And uh, Steve raves over them, so like he's got a, a good ear, good ear for high quality things. So yeah. like clearly they make good stuff. But it's just whether like I I don't think they make pedals as far as I'm aware. I don't really know much about Jackson Audio really. No, I think they're purely amplifi- amplification, aren't amplifiers. They? Yeah, I th- I, that's what I thought. But I, I, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent. Like, can't say that I've looked at anything that they've done recently so maybe they've made a foray into pedals that i'm not aware of but yeah like um yeah i I think if this is their kind of their pedal like their way into pedals then fair enough but i just i i'm not so sure that it's going to be that positive i know there are people that did not like that he uh, might follow had gone from the industry but whether that's enough to sustain a, a business plan i don't know well, we'll we'll have to see, won't we? But it's definitely it's definitely news. It's it's something that has happened in the guitar industry this week. Yeah, and um, Mike Fuller is shit. So it's shit news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with what I've been up to this week because I really don't have a lot. Um, I think my, my computer's asking if it wants to restart. No, I don't want to restart. No, no, no. <laughs> please, please don't restart. Please, no. Please, not in the middle of a podcast, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, so we've been slowly introducing, like, new stuff that I've that I've had over Christmas, over the last couple of podcasts. And this, this is the final one, like, where we were introducing new stuff, and it is my new computer. Ooh. Um, you might be able to hear a slight fan noise because, like, the computer's big and has got fans. Um, but I'm hoping it doesn't just decide to restart itself during a podcast. That would be <laughs> that would be rather silly, wouldn't it? Inconvenient is how I yes, describe yes, that. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Catastrophic uh, is another way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have had to deal with worse. 
but yeah. it's, it's been quite a while, so <laughs> I'd rather not. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something that we mentioned on the Patreon last week because I wanted to give uh, give those guys a little bit of a heads up as to my stupidest <laughs> no talk all tone video, which by this point will have been released on Friday. That, that way, um, yeah, it's. It's the silliest idea I've ever had for a no talk or tone. It's a no talk or tone versus, so it's going to be two pedals that are versing each other. Yeah. And it is basically the same pedal. So we've got the <laughs> the um the Demon Effects Prince of Sound <laughs> and the Demon Effects King of Drive, which are basically the analog man Prince and King of Dr- uh, Tone respectively. Which are the same same circuit. The Prince of Sound and the Prince of Tone both have their uh, dip switch for like which mode you're on on the outside. So it's like a, a toggle switch yeah. rather than a dip switch. But aside from that, I believe they are the same circuit. They sound different. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> sound different. Um it could be down to the fact that they also have an internal presence control. So it might be that. It might okay. be it might be part variance. Um I haven't messed with either internal presence control in those pedals, so it should be set as stock, but I can't I can't guarantee that. Because I think Yeah, that- I mean I would imagine it's part variance given that these aren't like handmade pedals. Yeah. So I imagine the Parts do have a variance that is bigger than what, yeah. Like hand boutique makers are gonna do, yeah. But then again, you are paying. Oh, you're paying a tenth of the price or whatever. Yeah. So the king, the king of drive, I think, is fifty-ish quid on uh, affordable. It's around that price, kind of like late forties, early fifty quid. The analog man is closer to ten times that, isn't it? It's like four hundred quid. So that's what that's what you're paying for for the boutique thing is 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 that kind of tighter quality control, and of course the fact that they own the <laughs> the, <laughs> the like the imagery and the circuit design and and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose there is that, but. The on the flip side, you can't go and buy a King of Tone. You have to wait. I think it's now close to three years on a waiting list. I, I think it's five, but you can absolutely. You just have to pay four times the price on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> you could buy. Yeah, you could buy one today, but you are paying a heck of a premium. Occasionally, yeah. uh, like someone will have one. And he's not a dickhead, and we'll just sell it at cost. Because I know, um, I think Stuart did something similar um, yeah. with a pedal that he knew he could get like top dollar for, and then sold it on for just what it was worth, basically. So there are mm-hmm. like not all heroes wear capes, but yeah, for every not all people he- who buy these pedals are dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> and for, like for every one of those people, there are ten 
who have bought like who just sat themselves on that list just so they could get a nice little payday. So yeah. fuck those guys. Fuck them right in the <laughs> ear. Um, Ooh, painful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but potentially life threatening. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I thought I would bring you this the most stupid uh, no talk or tone video and answer a question that you may may or may not have had which is are they really the same um <laughs> so I, I do it so that you don't have to ta-da right let's let's mention some some more news because there, there is definitely news i don't know why it's not letting me scroll down on this there we go we're all good everything is fixed so the second bit of news this week which again would have <laughs> would have been another strong contender for shit news of the week is the Keeley Muse driver. Uh, so look, when I first saw the name, I thought, wow, okay, there's something kind of like high gain, maybe like dual wreck sounding to capture yeah, those. Or, yeah. or maybe like a, a that kind of sound with a fuzz factory or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Keeley's <laughs> like making a pop at the Fuzz Factory. Maybe he's making it with a, a few of the crazy sounds, but not so that it's useless half of the time. Like, yeah, that would be really cool. Like harnessing the power of the Fuzz Factory, but not being shit sometimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> where it just makes clicking <laughs> sounds at you. <laughs> I thought that's really cool. No, 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 no. Get get those thoughts out of your head because that would be. That would be quite interesting. It's a blues driver. Yay. What? <laughs> Yay, it's a blues driver. So it's it's an Andy Timmons uh, pairing. Andy Timmons is quite um, notorious for liking the blues driver. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he's had cool. collaborations before where he's done blues driver style pedals. Um, I mean, it makes sense. He plays S-style Ibanez's, Ibanez's, um, kind of S style because they're they're all like humbucking single coil pickups, so <laughs> like a bit more, like a, yeah, a bit thicker than a regular kind of strap, but definitely within that ballpark. Um, and he does kind of bluesy, like smooth bluesiness, so it definitely fits within that kind of wheelhouse. Um, this one is uh, so it's you've got switches on it um one of which does <laughs> diodes so you've got the i think the andy andy timmons mode is like a standard silicon uh asymmetrical silicon uh setup and then the robert keely mode does dual germanium diodes so like slightly smoother slightly lower gain uh, different flavour to the the blues driver sound, like kind of cool. Um, however, however, um, they're quite, they're quite pricey. It's quite pricey. So, I think at the moment it's like two forty nine euros, which was like two hundred and ten quid. Which quite expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's 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 not cheap. Yeah, and it's a it's a what's a blues driver now? Eighty quid. I think they're more than that. I think they're more one twenty. 
I will. I'll I'll do a double check. Boss, blues driver. So we are talking currently ninety nine pounds at guitar guitar, or for the Wazacraft one, one hundred and thirty six. Cool. So this needs to be better than the Boss Waza one by a hundred quid. Yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it, uh, it's going to be a tough sell, isn't it? Because to be fair, top mount jacks is that worth a hundred quid? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> it has got another switch as well, doesn't it? What does the other switch do? I can uh, see. I can see. Uh, there's a tone and a no, no. Wait, that's the that's not the. Yeah, sorry, I thought it was that was the controls. I, oh, I don't know. That is so. It's got the same same on each same. side. So I'm assuming what you've got is uh, the Andy Timmons mode gives you asymmetrical silicon, and then the both Robert Keeley modes give you a germanium each, and you can like double it up to get the dual germanium, or you can kind of blend between them. Okay, yeah, potentially. It looks like that's what's happening, but then you've got level driving uh, tone as well. Yeah, I so, would I would say that I agree with you, but the link that you've left in the document is to the Fender switcher from last week. <laughs> so I've clicked on that link and gone, oh, look, Fender launched its own loop switch. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a sec. I don't know what you are talking about, Matt. I don't. <laughs> Ta-da. Crisis ah, yeah, sorry. No, totally. You're right. You didn't do that. That was just in my head. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I can't be. I can't be perfect all of the time, can I? I don't even try a lot of the time. I'll be. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, essentially, what we've got here is a blues driver, and yep. we've got a blues driver which is more money than the fancy blues driver that boss do yeah so but it's got andy timmons and robert keely's name on it in initial form it does yeah it does so it gives you like clipping options for it and if you're a star trek nerd you can set the two switches to at at (laughs) oh you are you're that's bait that is that's bait I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I I appreciate every every delicious moment of it, Matt. Um, yes. So, Boss have released the blues. Uh, sorry, um, Keely have released the Boss Blues Driver. Basically, um, yeah. Cool, Matt. You, have you just just before we do move on? Yeah. Um, have you noticed that in the thing that you've written, so you've guessed at what those two switches do? Yeah, but in the document here, you've explained what the two switches do, and they don't do what we assumed they did. Oh, it's a tone switch because <laughs> lower clarity boost, low end. There you go. Yeah, and the other one is then the diodes one. That's really confusing. The fact that they're both called the both same called the thing. same thing. Yep, absolutely stupid. Yeah, and it would have been better if it worked the way that I thought. Yeah, like there's one diode on each, and you can have asymmetrical, or you can have yeah, yeah. That would have been or like a mix of the two or whatever. Yeah. That would have yeah. been clever. Yeah, it would have, wouldn't it? Would have, would have been in, more interesting than a blues driver with a tone switch. Yeah. Although, like, the tone switch is... 
look, the thing that a lot of people say about the Blues Driver is that it cuts too much bass. So having a way of like, introducing the bass back into it is, is quite a nice thing. That's in the yeah. kind of entire premise behind um, what Will's pedal was doing. The um, the sandwich, the BLT, big yeah. loud tone. Yeah, sandwich. <laughs> That's why I remember it as sandwich. Uh, yeah, because he had like a, a, a bass control on it because he liked the Keeley Mod boss blues driver and he kind of liked the regular mode but wanted a way to kind of get the middle points between it because sometimes the Keeley one was too bassy and sometimes the, the boss one was too thin. Yeah. So he did that and his pedal was about 150 quid, I, I think. I was going to say 169 is, is in my head, but I, around 150 quid, something like that, yeah. It's not 210, i tell you that. Absolutely. Ta-da! And it doesn't have two switches with the same name that do different things. <laughs> oh, that's stupid, isn't it? Right, <laughs> yes, Keeley. Keeley, do better. Do better. It's, it'll probably sound great, though, to be fair. Probably will. Robert Keeley knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, Lee, Lee's going to get angry, the fact that we're telling Robert Keeley to do better. <laughs> He's a big Keeley fan. Yeah. Right, Matt, you've you've done some stuff this week. You've definitely done some stuff this week. Yeah, like it's it's not amazingly exciting stuff, but I've probably spent more time in the last month playing guitar than I did uh, playing guitar outside of gigs than I did all of last year outside of gigs playing guitar because the HX1 obviously has made me play around with stuff and the new D'Angelical co mini dc or xl tour mini dc i think is its official name but um yeah just has really made me want to play guitar and i've spent a lot of time doing it um i've made some patches on the hx1 i have played a lot of guitar and just really enjoying it i i've got a gig on saturday so i'll finally get to play the d'angelico through an amp rather than through headphones um which i'm really looking forward to just to double check that everything is fine, but I'm I'm almost certain I've seen a lot of people playing it online with no feedback issues. And given that it's a centre block and a smaller hollow body guitar, I can't see it having any issues. Bearing in mind that I'm not playing anything particularly high gain. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I've done probably a lot about of as chambered as a as a Les Paul these days, isn't it? Probably about as chambered as a model Les Paul. It's just got the f holes in the top. Yeah. But so yeah, let some of the tone out. <clears throat> Rather than yeah. allowing it to <laughs> jiggle in yeah. the middle and feedback. <laughs> That's how tone works. Yeah, absolutely how tone works. But yeah, so um yeah, playing a lot of guitar. The other thing I've been doing is learning songs because we were messing around when I did that practice last week and I forgot to mention it. Um and we were, I was basically we were we were messing around with times like these by the Foo Fighters. Um because I'd mentioned at some or I think I singer Lorcan would have wanted to do some Foo Fighters stuff and I was, I'd mentioned that I'd never been able to get the riff right until the drummer pointed out that the the intro and the middle eight bit are in 7-8 seven, seven, eight, eight. Yeah, yeah. and everything else is in 4-4 four, four. and I was like yeah and I was like oh that's that's why I can never get it right 
because I practice it without the music and then it never it, it doesn't blend in with the music yeah <laughs> so we were we were going through that and um, obviously I dicked around at the end of it by playing the Sweet Child of Mine riff because it's exactly the same chord sequence and now I've been talked into we're going to do that where we'll play times like these and then run it into Sweet Child of Mine which means I've got to go away and fucking learn that <laughs> <laughs> So it serves me right for noodling with, like, trying to just mess up. Like, our keyboard players travel in the world, so, like, we're just practicing, waiting for him to get back. And, yeah, I dicked around, and I dicked around, and I found out the results of it. And that is, <laughs> now I've got to learn a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's it's not out of my playing ability-wise. It's just, it's not a song that I listen to particularly often anymore. Like, I, I was big into Guns N' Roses as a kid. Yeah. I'm less into listening to Guns N' Roses now I'm not an angsty teenager. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's they're very much a teenage band, aren't they? They're, they're very much like you listen to them in your teenagers and you go this makes so much sense. They're so cool. <laughs> and then the older you get, you realize actually Axel was a right dickhead. Yeah. And Slash isn't as cool as like you used to think when you were 15. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I've got to go away. And like, I thought it was a fairly simply structured song and it's not, which means I've got away, got to go away. I've got to learn the structure of the song. I've got to learn the different bits where he does the different types of riffs because the intro riff comes back, but in different formats at different times in the song. And then there's like three different solos, two of which are pretty much the same, but one of them's different. And it's just, oh, because like, yeah, it starts the same, then branches yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, and then the last one is completely different. And yeah. just yeah, like yeah, that's bit, the one big over like the E, like E minor serious chord progression. Yeah, but annoyingly, the two songs are actually in a different key. The like the originals, which is I always listen, I always learn songs by listening to the the actual track. But times like these is in E minor and. Uh, slash tunes as guitars half half step down right. so it's in E flat <laughs> so I'm gonna ha- what I've decided to do is given that I haven't sold the Variax yet is I'm gonna once I get the two songs pretty much down enough I will just use the Variax play play the two back to back on my computer you, I've got a, a thing that will allow me to blend the two songs so that they kind of don't have a, a gap between them and then I'll just flick onto the half step down Nice. <laughs> so I think that is my plan for that because I need to I need to make sure that I can kind of work out a transition because I know when we come to doing the when we come to the actual putting together the two things they're going to look at me and go how are we transitioning the two because it always ends up on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you made this a reality so you've got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, and I think actually I'm going to sack off playing Guns N' Roses properly and we're going to just play. Because the, although the Guns N' Roses melody works over the times like these verse, mm. uh, the other Foo Fighters verse, it is over a different chord pattern. It just works, the melody works exactly the same because it's in the same key. It just, yeah. yeah I, and I think we'll, I'll get them to at least do the verse the same as the as times like these, so just so it flows a little bit better. Um but yeah, like in terms of all of the thing, and I guess I can also throw riffs from each of the both songs over each other, just so that people get that it's a medley. Oh, like a bit little foreshadowing kind of thing. Yeah, 
yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll work something out anyway. It'll be, it'll be good fun putting it together. It's just yeah, like I'm not as inspired by the the riff from Sweet Child of Mine as a 32 year old as I was when I was learning guitar at 15. Yes, yes, yeah. That that's <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing behind it. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm sure it'll go down well though. They're, they're think, songs that drunk people like. Yeah, and it's it's that, isn't it? Because when you're drunk, you do kind of regress back to your, your baser yeah. instincts and <laughs> basically being a teenager again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it'll be interesting because, yeah, I, I just I haven't ever done a proper like we've done some medleys in the past where like it's so simple that you just kind of like end uh like end one song and immediately start with the next one or one song is so close to the other that you kind of run it in whereas this i'm gonna have to go from one style of playing to the other because like you say one of them is very much like in one style like the the free fighter song is definitely all bridge pickup and the Guns and Slash is definitely old net pickup, so I'm going to have to like work between the two. And I don't know whether I'll play it on the on the Les Paul or whether it'll go on the Hollow Body or like I'm sure it'll be it'll, it'll be fine to put together though. Same great on the Hollow Body that will. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, <laughs> it has it has done when I've been dicking around with it so far. Anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, you can't like tune down half a step <laughs> on that one instantaneously. Yeah. There's there's no button for half step down tuning immediately. No, you you could do like capo on first already tuned uh, down. Yeah, flick it off. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I've done in my school band. We did Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I couldn't make the stupid um, D, but with your little finger and ring finger to kind of get the root on the A string. Mm-hmm. So I put a capo on the second fret and made a C chord shape and then an E minor shape for the for the two things and then as soon as we got out of the intro I would knock the capo off the guitar that's one way of rather rather than like getting better at guitar you were just like no this is this is the solution I was like I've got a simple way of doing this and this is how I am doing it yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then at the, at the end of the night, you crawl around on the floor looking for the capo that you threw. Yeah. <laughs> if only John Frusciante would have uh, learned that trick himself, it would have saved him <laughs> so much hassle. Absolutely. Indeed. Right, let's talk some more more, more shite news from the week of Predam. <laughs> Pnam. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But. So this this isn't really a NAM bit of news anyway, this one. This one's like, this is normal fret talk news. It's possibly my favourite of the week. So, <laughs> I mean, it's mainly because of the name. It's called it's called the PB Shorty, and it's by Harley Benton. Um, the name's fantastic, but Harley Benton have a new mini P-Base. Um, it's short scale but also a shorter instrument it, like it's got 19 frets on it it doesn't doesn't quite do the full thing um it's very much in the same vein as the uh mini guitar that we were talking about two weeks ago like the hss mini strat that was tuned a to a 
Yeah. It's a bit like that, but being tuned normally and being a bass. It seems strange that we're getting excited over a bass this week. Because that, that literally never happens. <laughs> but I think it's justified here. I think it is. So it's a lot it's a mini a mini bass. Thirty inch scale length. I'm assuming that's short for a bass. I don't know. It's I was gonna say I have no idea. I have no frame of reference. Like I know guitars are like twenty four and a half or twenty five and a half. Yeah, so it's definitely more than a guitar. So we know that. Yeah. We can work that way. So we know that it is a definitely a bass. But what the scale length on a bass is, uh, uh, 60. That's twice a guitar <laughs> and a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be it might be a baritone guitar, this. It, it Maybe. Could, it could easily be. But it's not. It's definitely a bass because it's got bass strings and looks like a bass. It's also got a P bass pickup. Right, and if I select electric bass, four-string P-bass, and just see if I can find out what the normal scale of a P-bass is. Yeah. And the answer to that is 864 millimetres. Great, shouldn't we use Tobin? <laughs> I mean, this is also a Tobin product. I can tell you what that is in comparison. Like the millimetre comparison to the show, the P-B show, eh? <laughs> 762 Oh, so this is 864, so it's 102 millimetres, which is 10 centimetres? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Thereabouts. Which, so it's four inches short, so 34 must be roughly what a P-base is normally. That's We've done detective maths there. Yeah. Cool, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It says it's short scale, so I assume it's within the normal realm of short scale bases. I really dig it. Because I'm lazy, basically is the is the long and short of this. <laughs> I've wanted a passive bass for a while because it's less hassle than having an active bass, and passive basses don't tend to try and blow up your interface because they're running like far too much power through the pickups. Uh, so I've wanted a a passive bass for a while, and. This is not only passive, it is also guitarist-friendly being a short-scale bass. Um, yeah. It looks cool as well. It's like this midnight matte black kind of finish. All of the uh, like the accoutrements on the on the bass are black. Like the, the bridge is black, the pickup's black, the knobs are black, and then the, the um, pick guard is red tortoise shell. Which is just mwah. they they've done the thing, haven't they? They've done the thing. Yeah, they've they've chose some really interesting, um, really interesting woods for it though. So it's poplar body, uh, maple neck, which you kind of would expect, but then the fretboard is amaranth. What? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming amaranth is some kind of... It, it's dark, so maybe ebony, maybe like rosewood-esque wood. I don't know. But it's, yeah, it looks it looks very good. And it's because it's a PB show, eh? It's, it's cheap. It's really cheap. It's a hundred and three pounds, or a hundred and twenty euros. 
they do it in traditional looking P base. So rather than the all black with the torque guard for eighty five quid. <laughs> they do what now? So they do the same guitar, the PB shorty, but it, it, this is the SBK series, which is the all black kind of thing. But they do the same guitar, but black body with a rosewoody looking board with a, a, a maple looking neck that isn't painted for 85 quid. Exactly the same. Uh, exactly the same spec as well, down to Amaranth fretboard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't need to know this. <laughs> I do like the the torque guard. Like it, yeah. it looks cool. But do you like it 18 quid? That's your question. Probably. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, it's not the question. Because you have to pay 10 quid shipping for under 100 quid. So actually, it's only 8 quid saving. Oh, yeah, it's definitely worth 8 quid. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, get the other one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it it might be the case where I uh, I end up buying one of these. Oh, oh, I've got a bit of news as well, actually, that involves Harley Benton. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. Forgot about it. Um, and I think it might be fraud if I try and <laughs> use this myself. So uh, this uh, past week, I reached a milestone on my um, my guitar channel, my uh, budget pedal chap channel, where I hit 5,000 subscribers. And that just so happens to be the threshold that Harley Benton or Toman ask for you to reach to become an affiliate at Toman. Ooh. So I sent off my application, and then within a couple of days, they were like, yeah. Will do you a do you a solid and you can can be a Toman affiliate. So no, I'm a Toman affiliate, but I don't think if I use that to buy my own my own uh, instrument, I think that might be against the rules. <laughs> a little bit. Not yeah, giving yourself staff discount, isn't it? Well, no, surely, like, you're allowed to use your own affiliate link as long as other people also, yeah. Like, if you're the only one that's used it, maybe that's probably where you kind of go, hmm. Whereas if other people yeah. are using it as well. Yeah, it was a really long game that I was playing. I don't, didn't care about, like, actually setting up a YouTube channel. and. <laughs> yeah, I I just wanted the, what is it, 5% kickback from... Yeah, yeah, so you're basically getting, like, I think it's like 4.5%. Uh, discount on Harley Benton products. <laughs> oh, that would be... Playing that, the long game. That would be the craziest long game. But <laughs> I just... I want, I want four and a half percent off this guitar that is already the cheapest <laughs> yeah. thing that you could buy. Yeah. And like, I could, could have waited for like a, a summer sale or, or, or whatever, or like a B-stock one and got like 15, 20% off it. No, I wanted exactly 4.5% off this product. <laughs> At all times. Yeah, yeah, like every product. Oh, So, yes, the Harley Benton PB shorty. I might get one. Um, and the reason why I'm being lazy is because I bought a set of bass strings to replace on my bass guitar. And I think <laughs> it's 
like my in my brain I'm justifying that it's easier for me to buy <laughs> the bass than it is for me to replace the strings on the bass that I already have. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. It's I know. A- a- absolutely and utterly ridiculous. But y- and I am you, here for it. Yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> you're, there's no way you're telling me this is not something you would also do. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've known you long enough to know that this is the exact thought process that you would be going through as well. especially as it's a base so it it doesn't really matter whether which one you pull out at the end of the day does it like if you've got two bases at home you're just going to use the one that is working yeah yeah it's that isn't it yeah this one's here and is available yeah and yeah if both of the bases are working you go for the closest one don't you go i need a base there it is (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah I, i i really dug this one i thought it was really cool uh, and the aesthetic is just mwah, fantastic. Um, cool. We have got potentially one more bit of news. Potentially one more bit of news. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Um, because we are like we've done. We've done really good time today. Which, I who knew. I mean, given that we spent about five minutes before we introed the podcast, that's incredible. Yeah. Cool. Right, so our final bit of news this week is um a pedal. It's a pedal which I quite like. It's a pedal that I quite like and haven't tried the original version because all I've tried is clones. But we'll brush that aside. Uh so it's yes. the the Naga Viper uh by Catelyn Bread was an amazing pedal still to this day is an amazing pedal they have decided to make a second one a new and improved naga viper they should have named it like the carolina reaper or something shouldn't they they should have gone one one up on the uh spicy chili scale (laughs) But they didn't. They've stuck with an Argo Viper, which is cool. Because they, they also do uh, a really cool, like, snake graphic on the Naga Viper. Uh, like, yeah. They've done a few different graphics on it, um, all of which have been snake-themed. So they've... Uh, basically, they've reworked the uh, the pedal. They've... I think they're using... An, an, it's saying, quote-unquote, updated transistor... So potentially the transistors that they were using are uh, rare transistors and they're out of stock now. So they've yeah. quote-unquote updated the transistor. Um, I think the one that I made didn't have a particularly rare or exotic transistor in it and sounded <laughs> wonderful anyway. So it's fine. Like transistors are transistors. I'm sure we'll we'll manage. There is, there's some... like. Vintage gear aficionado is just screaming at the, the <laughs> screen, the ears, yeah. the speakers, Headphones, the speakers. Yeah, whatever they're listening yeah. to this on. Uh, I'll be honest, I think they will have probably tuned out by now already. I, I was going to say, I think we're episode 336. I think the the um, cork sniffing obsessives over resistors and transistors people have long since left. Yeah. Um, 
but like somewhere out there, one of them will get a sense that there is a disservice being done to the germanium transistors. <laughs> oh, oh no, how could we? Shed a single tear. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they've updated, quote unquote, the uh, transistors. But they've also uh, added a new control onto it, which... So you, you had heat, range, and boost, which roughly translates to like volume, gain, and tone. Uh, yeah. Because like the Dallas Range Masters that it was based on was just a big volume knob, and to make it sound great, you had to just twist the knob until it went no further. Yeah, and then slam it in the front end of a Fox AC30 on full. Yep. Which, yeah, was the reason why people in those days couldn't hear things. Yeah. Because that is loud. <laughs> yeah, that's very loud. Yeah. That's not, yeah, no no need to beat around any bushes. That's fucking loud. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the AC30 on its own, without being pushed with a treble booster, is ungodly loud. Yeah. And then you're just pushing all of the frequencies that are designed to make your ears hurt. <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just push have, those ones. Have more of those ones. Just just specifically just those ones. Yeah. So as as wonderful as a <laughs> as a concept as that was, um, the Naga Viper made it a much more usable circuit by allowing you to dial in the gain without having to run the unit hot. Uh, and it also had a tone control, so you could really fine-tune those ear-splitting frequencies. Um, so, that I mean, it was it was a beautiful pedal. They've now added a, a knob that is uh, it's labelled ATTN, which to me looks like the word attention. Yeah, that's what I got from it. <laughs> um, I believe what it's actually supposed to mean is attenuate. Which, uh, yeah, that makes more sense than attention. Like within the context, yeah, but it, it's definitely the attention button, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the way that I believe that this one works is, oh, apparently, no, it's supposed to be actuator. Actuator yeah. doesn't have an N in it. Yeah, that's what I'm told here in this thing. I'm going to go with, with the attention knob. So the attention knob, apparently... Um, controls the entire pedal adding more boost um so if you did want to absolutely destroy the front end of your amp and like <laughs> drive it into near deathly volumes then the attenuating actuating attention knob is the way forward yeah so, it's, and it's, if you if you want to do it further, it also runs at eighteen as well as nine volts. So I guess what you do is whack, slam that one and then run it at eighteen instead of nine. If you really want to just like see if you can make your amp set on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you have a personal vendetta against your own hearing, yeah, then you, <laughs> this is what you do. So they've basically they've they've made a great pedal even more obnoxious and in the best possible way. So. It's, yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's an expensive pedal considering it's a 
uh, Range Master clone. It's £195. Well, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of them out there at similar cost, aren't they? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's the, the first ridiculously priced Range Master. No, I think a certain Heath might be peddling a few within that range. He might have done like special runs of such a circuit, which does less than this for a similar price. Um, yeah, like for 185, you could probably get a much more specialised uh, boutique one. I'm thinking Mr. Hello Sailor Joe. His are around that kind of price. Yeah, I think they're slightly more, but like they're also like all unique. Yeah, like he has personally selected the the transistor rather than this one where it's a transistor yeah. updated transistor. Um, like his are like salvaged from like new old stock and sometimes old old stock. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you're getting a like a beautiful work of art within the pedal. Um, but yeah, so like, if you wanted uh, like an all-purpose kind of Swiss Army knife, um, Dallas Range Master, the new Naga Viper, and the graphic on it looks kind of cool as well. It's like a um, coiled-up snake that's split into sections. Yeah, looks like definitely been, looks cool. Looks like it's been sorted. Not sordid like, <laughs> <laughs> like not might... sordid like a, a, a middle aged lady's book collection. <laughs> I was I was gonna go for like Tory MPs um, <laughs> after hours basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, same, probably very similar things, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if we can say that, but we 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 did. We just did. We did. Uh, come, so yeah, come at me specifically, Tory party. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I suppose I do class as the poor. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they've been coming after you for fucking the last thirteen, fourteen years, whatever it's been. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely within their within their sights to <laughs> bottom love. <laughs> Right, that oh. is definitely the place that we should end in the podcast. Because what, with the words "bottom love," bottom love. <laughs> yep. Oh dear, oh dear. How do we get away with this? I don't know. Probably because not many Tory MPs <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> right, right. We're gonna we're gonna extend a thank you to our our listeners, you lovely people, and yeah, you've made it this far. Well done. Um, I, I will be getting certificates made for, for all of you lot who who make it this far. I don't know how I'm going to distribute them, but maybe, maybe I'll just create a PDF and you can print your own. That'll be nice, wouldn't it? That'll be nice. Um, I'm going to extend a, a thank you to our, our sponsor for this week, which is affordaboard.co.uk. Uh, check them out and like check out the new Nox pedals. They are Nox, definitely Nox. Um, and if you want to catch me on the internet, 
you should do that before I mention the Patreon backers. <laughs> Because that's what comes next. <laughs> ah. I, w- I was going to wait until you'd done it and then go, uh, Paige? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have got Patreon backers. They are awesome. Uh, and they are as follows. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Don't Vexed. Effects. Effects. <laughs> no, of <laughs> Chef Tone Effects. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of The Rising of the Lights. We've got the trifecta of Erector, which is huge erection. Way, Mark Cox Long. Way, oh, I wish, and Gary Goldencock. Way, we've got Mister <laughs> Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Way, we've got <laughs> we've got Mister Brian Gower of literally all of the podcasts. The uh, Tone Jerks, Second Button, just surprise me occasionally, and the Off the Rails podcast. We've got Mister Diabetes Foot. And, uh, <laughs> and we've got Mr. Jason Wharton of Jason Wharton YouTube and Pedalboards of Doom also. Woo. $2 a month, that's all it takes. You can be part of that exclusive crew. And if you do join our Patreon, uh, a paid membership, you can get some extra Patreon content, which this week I think we might be ragging on a certain large guitar company for doing something rather <laughs> silly no why would we possibly like surely none of them can possibly have done anything silly mm. well you you're just gonna have to tune in to find out i mean you're not because you're on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i fucking hope not i'm on it <laughs> are you yeah. turn, are you just gonna talk into the void and i'm not allowed to respond and i'm gonna get yeah. what gonna wait till till it releases on monday to find out what i was talking about yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> right if you want to catch me online i'm of course mr budget pedal chap if i'm in on instagram facebook youtube and threads i've actually started using threads woo woohoo back on Ooh. it because now it's not a titty minefield. I've, I feel like I can actually be productive on there. Um, if you want to like, catch the No Talk or Tone series, which is like the thing that I do, which this week features me being an absolute silly sausage, a silly goose, if you will, and demoing <laughs> the same pedal against itself, uh, that's YouTube. YouTube.com slash budget pedal chap. Uh, all of it is slash or at budget pedal chap you'll you'll be able to find me you you're smart people matt where can we find you you can find me on twitter instagram and threads at heel underscore matt q yeah yeah we can so from myself mr budget pedal chap from mr matt quine say bye matt bye matt yeah it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week Bye. Bye. Five ants rented an apartment with another five ants. Okay. They're now tenants. Way. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's shit, but it's... Yeah, but that's the point.
It's a good kind of shit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 